Welcome back to Brazil Crypto Report. Today, I'm joined by Sebastian Serrano, who is the CEO of Repio, one of the largest crypto exchanges in Latin America. We talk about Argentina's ongoing inflation troubles, Javier Millet's surprise victory in the recent presidential election, and what a libertarian presidency means for Bitcoin and crypto adoption in the country. Great. So we are joined today by Sebastian Serrano, the CEO of Ripio. Sebastian, so great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, my amazing. Pleasure. Amazing, amazing. So uh, there's been a lot of talk around uh, Argentina's new president, Javier Millet, who is a you know a staunch libertarian, a staunch freedom advocate. Uh, he said some positive things about Bitcoin, and that has kind of gotten you know the Bitcoin and the crypto world very excited about his election. And uh, I think there's some some truths and some myths here associated with him. So we are going to dive into some of that with Sebastian. So I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show here and helping us to sort of uh, distinguish fact from fiction here. Um, but before we dive into that, uh, would you take a minute or two just to introduce yourself and Ripio? Yep. Um, so I am Argentinian. I, I guess that's why I'm, I'm qualified to, to talk about this subject. Um, I grew up in Patagonia, um, in, in the south of Argentina. Um, I'm 40 years old and already seen like three major crises. Um, I saw a hyperinflation when I was uh, eight, <laughs> and the not not fun, but and and it's, it's we're on the verge of another one, um, but. Maybe Millet will, will will make it not happen. And very nerd. And early on in 2012, so Bitcoin for the first time, got really passionate about it. I, I saw it as um, I, I got really uh, in love about the, the technology and the economics behind it. As an Argentinian, so that wow, like this is a, a an asset. A currency that can that you will know exactly how much it's gonna be. Like it has a well, def, like a defined um, monetary policy set in code, and and that was uh, really um, um, uh, shocked me. And I got um, and by two, by March 2013, I decided that we need to work on this. And on April, we started the company. So review already has uh, 10 years and then we um, kind of like the, the mission of the company is to accelerate the adoption of crypto in across latin america we, we started from argentina we made the first uh wallet uh, in the country so you can buy and sell um bitcoin at the beginning it was only bitcoin uh for argentinian pesos and then we grew uh, um across Latin America, our main markets are Argentina and Brazil, but we also operate in Colombia, Mexico, Uruguay, Chile. Um, recently got uh, authorized to operate in Spain, and so all Latin countries. And, and we right now between uh, retail and our corporate uh, service, we reach over 10 million users uh, across the region. Um, so we're um, the 
the largest platform in in the region right now um so happy to dive in into what all this means for uh um for bitcoin in argentina and, and latam uh amazing yes. so um as an Argentine, uh, Argentine, uh, Argent, Argentinian or Argentine, Argentinian, I guess, Argentine, <laughs> never know how to pronounce it properly, but uh, I would love for you to get your perspective on uh, just kind of helping us understand how we got to this point and, um, you know, explain it to somebody like me uh, who's, okay, I, I'm in, I'm a crypto stakeholder. I understand that Latin era, that Argentina has had a long history of inflation and monetary, monetary policy problems. I understand mm -hmm. that a lot of these problems have led to uh, adoption of Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrencies, stable coins, uh, both by entrepreneur, entrepreneurs like yourself, but also by retail people. And then I understand that now there's kind of this like funny looking like Bitcoiner guy that's been elected president. So it's like, mm -hmm. like, uh, obviously, there's a lot more nuance to it than, than what I've described here. But help us just understand, like, from the Argentinian perspective, like, what is actually going on here? Like, how did we get to this point? So Argentina has been uh, govern and rule by um, uh, a, a populist uh, faction called Kirchnerismo, 16 years of the last 20. And, and they, they have run on, a, on an agenda um, with very large deficits and, and with um, um, doing uh, growing the state and spending um a lot more than the the that is uh that the government collects on taxes um and then with with um with a view about like um, making a, an internal economy close closing the country from from the world and be with a very protective uh, policy um, that and eventually not being very open to the global trade and the, the global economics um, has made them to like lose like the government lost like uh, uh, financing like capital global markets finance uh, capital access to uh, to get debt so um over the last um especially the the last few years the government has been relying on printing money um indiscriminated to um to finance the the the, the deficit and that has led to increasing uh increasing inflation um to a to a snowball point um inflation has been going up for the last rapidly for the last 10 years, but we are getting to that point that you're very close to, to a hyperinflation. So if you take the last uh, three months uh, inflation rate and you analyze that, it's at 230% annual inf inflation. And uh, in the previous quarter, annual annualized was 150. Um, so it's like in, in rapid growth. Uh, and that has to do with um, with with having a government that has that runs on very high, uh, very um, high deficits, um, and 
over over the time, like um, in the country, there has started to be um, um, a growing criticism about the level of of corruption, about the um, the the way that the the government is um, is running on these levels of of, of deficit and, and inflation, and this president, like our current elected president, Millet, for the last um, um, eight to ten years, has been becoming like um, 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 first a public person, like an economist, that started kind of like to lecture a country about like what is happening, like why do we have this this economy, how how and and. And, and try to explain or, or give a, a view about how to uh, how to fix it. Um, it is a um, um, very theatrical person, I will I will say, and and he managed to 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 hit a chord on people and to have hopes for a different um, model and a different um, uh, system that will and and different policies that could bring um, the country back to grow. So to have a, a spend less on politics, spend less on politicians and the government, reduce the size of the government. And and his like and his campaign, which is very weird for, for the world, is like on making cuts. The entire campaign was on making cuts. Um, um, one of the mascots in the, the <laughs> In the campaign is like a chainsaw and uh, like to to like uh in and he was very clear on the program uh he was uh he's he's he saw himself as not as a politician as a as an outsider um that will with no experience um and and he was able to capitalize on that because um um, he was able to capitalize on, on that because people is tired of politicians and they 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 wanted a change, and they wanted to. Um, can, he, he he talked a lot about the casta, like the like the like um um, um a segment of the population just dedicated to live from the government, and then he will eliminate that, and and so we. And he, and, I, and I think like he was able, he was portrayed as an, uh, as an extremist, um, but like it's, it's clear that, that the country needs some like really extreme extreme uh, changes to to make it uh, viable again. Um, and 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 outside of or like and he he and his message has been is 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 striking has been. Um, his message has started to be um, catch catch fire in in, in the world. Like you, like, I think he's the first politician that you you see it, uh, see him like memes of him um, that are that are translated or in English and that the the at least in Twitter it seems or on crypto Twitter it seems to have like some uh, echo. Uh, outside of Argentina, which is it, it is interesting, like uh, to to see. Well, he definitely does have this very um, 
I guess we'll call it politely, we'll call it very unorthodox appearance <laughs> as, as like a, a person. <laughs> he doesn't like, I mean, he doesn't look very presidential. I mean, I say that like respectfully, but like he's, yeah. when you, when you first saw him, like who, who the heck is this guy? Right. Um, <laughs> yes. And then, and then, but, and then, but, but, I think that there is an emergence, uh, you know, like the, the, there is part that is very local, like this is very Argentinian case, but it's also, um, I, I think like, um, it is it, it is uh, something that is emerging from the system. Um, you like um, you you see other politicians uh, across the world that are also like that may align uh, with the with with Millet more and maybe they they are not the most presidential like in the traditional sense. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he aligns a lot with Trump or Bolsonaro in Brazil, and the uh, and and I think it's part uh, um, is part of the positioning of themselves as as, a, as outsiders uh, because um, and it's and, and something that I think like traditional politicians are not maybe not, not understanding or that there is a change of language. There is a change in the relationship of how people consume content or media, or how they perceive authenticity. Um, the, the, there was a debate in, in before the, the election in, in Argentina, and the other candidate that uh, was from the um, the faction that was um, ruling the country um, until recent uh, until now um, in the debate. I think he went out of the debate, yeah, yeah, Massa, the, the other candidate. I, I imagine that he went out of the debate thinking how well I did in the debate, uh, how, how, how well I, you know, like I was able to smash this other guy. Uh, it is speak much better, was able to control the, the, the pace and the subjects that things were, were discussed. Uh, he, he basically say nothing. He like he he did not promise anything or like talk about. Was able to not respond to anything that is, is it was happening and it, and and I think like if you look at it from a traditional lenses, you will say yes, like Massa won the debate. But I think the population noticed him uh, as a professional politician. Uh, you know, like a, a like. The, the the entire oh, like positioning of him out from the outfit uh, looks and the way that he talk and the way that he managed the stage I, I think like what ended up happening is like he portrayed himself like the like what has been politics for the last 20 years and Millet was not able to uh, dominate the stage uh, has not the best, like you know, like uh, he has his own look and is, but but look very authentic, and he did propose things and he did say what he was going to do and don't talk about uh, a program. You can agree on it or not, but I think like the population saw it as um, as something authentic, and and that I think is something that is more. Um, uh, is, is the key to this, this age and, and, and younger people are a lot more receptive of, of things that are uh, more authentic.
Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, he definitely does come across as authentic, and he definitely co- he comes across as like he's not just putting on a show for the camera. Like he's not trying to be this. He doesn't have like a bunch of political consultants telling him what to say and how to dress and whatever. He's just he's doing his own thing, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he and he definitely comes across as. Uh, I mean, I found a lot of similarities between to him and Bolsonaro in Brazil, uh, mm-hmm. in the sense that they both they're they're you know, they're very like loose lipped, right. They kind of say things that they shouldn't be saying according to the experts, uh, so to speak. Yeah. No, but filter. Then, yeah, no filter, no filter. I mean, they, they shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, it's very sort of Trumpian, I guess, you know, like, you know, they, uh-huh. in the Bolsonaro, they call them like Trumpinho, maybe, you know, Mille is now Trumpito or I don't know what, if there's, I'm not sure how far like the Trump references go, but there's definitely is this sort of authenticity. They, vibe they, they're they're all different, definitely different, different, but you can, see the similarities and and i think that similarity yeah. is an emergence of the system um but yeah the but, but yeah so so he's um definitely definitely um the the the, the way that he communicates is um and also uh more in line with with the way that we consume media now and content um, the, the, his erupts and like this this way of communicating is is very easy to make memes out of out of what he talks. So people, you can cut what he's saying, and this uh, abrupt that he has and like like the way that that these things that he says with no filter make really good content for social media that can become very viral. And, and he did a very cheap campaign. Like he 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 did a um, uh, a campaign that had very little uh, investment compared to his opponent that spent like the estimate is that uh, the 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 current government spent between three and five percent of the GDP in the campaign. Oh wow. Oh wow! It is like <laughs> it is. It is wow. <laughs> they okay. they really put everything uh, to try to win. Oh my! Um, okay. Yeah. It's like well, I don't it, think. It, it, I guess who the other, knows the other if thing is another one that was more expensive than this one. This yeah. Campaign. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and just the fact that they spent that much and then they ended up losing so badly. Um, I mean, that was the shocking part to me when I saw the final results where it was on Sunday night, I was looking at this and, and, and then Massa had conceded before the official results were even in. And, and it was, I mean, he, I mean, Mille just destroyed him. It wasn't even close, right? It was, I think it was the biggest margin of victory in like 50, 60 years or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this was after he, he, he only had 30% in the, 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 the first round of, of votes, right? So mm-hmm. we had to go to a, a second round. And I think Massa had 37% and Millet had 30%. And then Massa ends up in the final poll with 55 versus 45. So obviously like a lot of those people that were voting for these like other parties, they, when they had to choose between Massa or Millet, they chose Millet. Like, like what do you think it was that, that, that caused those, all those independent, we'll call them independent voters in this case, but like how, why did they all go to, to Millet instead of to Massa? What was the, the, the factor there? The, I think is, um, it, it was very clear to the population that choosing Massa was continuation of the decline. Uh, it had no fate in that he will, 
improve the economy or make actual changes. And that politics will continue to be the same politics, the spending will be still uh, there. And, and I think like most people, uh, I, I feel like there is people that really, like 30% of the population uh, was more uh, aligned with Millet. And the rest, I think that they voted on a question mark, on like, we'll see what happens. I know this other path will will not will take us to into the decline and like the same uh, me mediocre uh, results, and like like it will have hyperinflation, like it, and, and things will continue to get worse and and worse. And I think for a lot of big percentage of the population that 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 was the case and i think like people voted with hope that things will get a little better and that's and, and that's that, that's the thing like that's i, I know uh, there is some percent that it has converted into into these uh, ideas of capitalism and um um a libertarian view um but then there is another big percent that is just on hope that things will get better um, got it, got it. And, 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 and voting for a question mark and, and see what, right. what happens. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like the, it, it can't get any worse. So like, why not just take so, a, take a, take a shot with this guy and see what happens. Yes. Yeah. See what <laughs> so. happens. Let's see. It's, it's, at least it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> entertaining. Right. right. Yeah. This will get some good social media content out of it. Right. Um, yes. So let's dive into the so the Bitcoin connection here. So it, it's we were kind of chatting about this before we started recording, but the you know obviously the Bitcoin crypto world has been like very fascinated by this guy Millet. He's mm -hmm. he obviously holds a lot of uh, libertarian values that are are that you find quite often, particularly in the Bitcoin world. Uh, he's very you know sort of he has very strong criticisms of central banking and and things of that nature, and. But he hasn't really said like all this. He said a few things about Bitcoin that are, I mean, I've, I found one thing that he actually said, and maybe I haven't found everything, but I've only was able to find like one thing he actually said. And then mm -hmm. it, I found lots of articles of other people writing about the one thing that he said, but I was only able to find like one thing he actually said about Bitcoin. Um, so let's help us understand like what is the actual connection here with Millet and Bitcoin and, and like how yeah, should we be interpreting this? Uh, some of this this hype that the the crypto Bitcoin world has has attributed to to this election. Yeah, so um, I I think like the, the the first part is like the the biggest connection that you mentioned. Like he he uh, he shares a lot of the values of the ethos of Bitcoin and like and a lot of the values of the Bitcoin community, and which are, are freedom. Um, and, distrust from the state um he he is uh um a heart a libertarian and anarcho-capitalist um but um he's not a bitcoiner he's not he's not a pro-bitcoin pro-bitcoin guy um he has a few mentions about bitcoin um he i, I think he um he did study it, but is um, has his reserves about it, and 
the the thing that he does believe is he, as his highest value is freedom um i think he he connects with bitcoin from a place where like he will ensure that people um have the the right to use it and that they can choose to use it and protect the uh, and protect their freedom to choose in what currency they want to transact in what um, unit of economics they they want to set contracts and, and and let the market choose what what to use so so i think it's going to be good for bitcoin and it's going to be good for crypto in general because he's going to protect the right to to use whatever payment method or system or currency you uh, you want to make commerce which is different from promoting it i don't i don't think he's going to be a promoter of bitcoin he's not going to be um close close to bukele for for uh and, and convert uh, bitcoin in legal tender for example and force people to have to accept it as a as a form of payment or, or any crypto and and i think like he um, believes that the argentinian population has chosen the dollar as the the currency of their their choice and that's why he uh, he's pushing for dollarizing the economy because he thinks that the economy is already dollarized that that the argentinians already choose to set prices and and save in dollars and and if um and and if, if if people choose to use crypto let them choose to use crypto and and and, and the, the the few times that he has mentioned bitcoin has been around that it has been about um the private sector uh, on the issues that fiat currencies uh, have um finding trying to find a solution and as a reaction of how bad are performing fiat currencies and how bad they're uh, solving uh, monetary issues the private sector started to develop a solution and 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 in and that's how he sees the appearance of bitcoin um and uh, that's that's um that is something that i think um um is interesting to 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 him um the, and this is an speculation but i also think that he um has some worries about digital currencies uh, all digital currencies like decentralized centralized open closed uh, i think he he has some worries about um the privacy of transactions um on on the digital uh, realm and and i um and and i and i think that is one of his main worries that he has with with uh, these technologies i don't think he will do a digital a cdbc uh or um or push for the um the creation of um Argentinian digital currency or anything anything like that because I um I think he has worries about about privacy on on online payment methods 
And anyway, which which is something that I think like is 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 a real concern. Um, but we will we will see how how also things develop because now there is a lot of people uh, trying to talk about crypto to him and like there is a lot of people around the world that 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 see this as a um, as a uh, point of development and and grow um, and growth of, of crypto around the world and I think like uh, maybe we uh, with work we we can um, show uh, the benefits of crypto and, and and Bitcoin and decentralized systems got it so, so so it's fair to say that he's not necessarily pro Bitcoin but he's just very he's all, like the overlap between his worldview and like the Bitcoiner worldview is almost like like a hundred percent. Like there's, it's basically, it's, it, you know, it's very, it's like maybe like ninety nine percent. Like it's very, very close, close right? yeah. And and because um, of I, 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 maybe the, the 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 point where we don't or the overlap is that the trust on the uh, U.S. dollar. Uh, I think he has a lot of trust in the um, uh, in, in the U.S. And in the and in the dollar, and and I think like Bitcoiners don't, <laughs> and and I think that this is where it doesn't overlap. Uh, but um, we'll, we'll we'll see how things develop too. But then, but then to your last point as well, the the fact that he is so ideologically aligned with the values of the Bitcoin and crypto communities means that obviously he's. I mean, he's become like a celebrity in Bitcoin land, whether he likes it or not, right? It's after yeah. he won. I mean, you had like Michael Saylor's tweeting at him, congratulating him, yeah. like Balaji, like Ryan Selkis, you know, all these people, these Bitcoin or crypto sort of figurehead type people are all, you know, congratulating him, calling him the Bitcoin. I think Balaji had a tweet saying like the second Bitcoin president or something. So yes. <laughs> he's obviously becoming like a celebrity of, of sorts. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously... You know, I think just the, the alignment of values would mean that he's he's going to be receptive to what people in the Bitcoin community might propose to him or lobby to him or whatever. Um, and uh, maybe this is a good point to kind of move ahead to like, what can we realistically expect out of his administration here, uh, particularly as it relates to uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency adoption in general? I know his he he doesn't necessarily have the most favorable uh, uh, like it, within the Congress, the Argentine, Argentina Congress, there's not, uh, I think the opposition parties are still in control of like the, the, the chambers of the, of the Congress. So there's not a whole lot of legislative so, maneuvering he can do, but maybe kind of give us like an outlook on what can we realistically expect here out of him? So, um, he's a, he does not have control of the chambers, but if he's, able to make an, an alliance with the other central right uh, party which is called pro uh, together they they do get into a majority so if he's able to force a coalition um which is is going to be interesting to see because it is it not it's not a coalition that won it is his his individual party so he has a lot of power um into setting his own agenda this is a first in a long time like peronism um has 
um, uh, grow, not making alliances or coalitions, this populist party that has been ruling. But the few, uh, the few times in the last decades where he's, that he was not uh, in, in power, uh, the, the opposition was a coalition of a lot of voices. So this is a very particular development in like we have one party that won on its own and it doesn't have a lot of voices, conflicting voices. So um, that that's one of the right size. Uh, and he he can he can make a lot of changes through executive orders, um, the, the equivalent to executive orders in, in the US. Um, and, and, and there are like things that he can do without needing to pass uh, laws to, 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 change, to, to change things. And there are things that it's likely not going to be able to change the, the, the law for that things. Um, one of them is, uh, for example, for crypto, is that the central bank um, issue uh, several restrictions about the offer of crypto uh, in financial by uh, financial services companies like banks and fintechs. So if you have, um, if you're a bank today in Argentina, or if you're a PSP, a payment service provider, you cannot offer crypto to your clients, to, to your users. And, and that was a restriction that was issued last year after a bank tried to offer crypto. Um, and recently, um, the largest, and, and, and there was another restriction very similar to, like, to um, ban the largest fintech not to do it too. And I think that is something that can be easily changed and is likely to be, to, to be changed uh, um, uh, very soon after he gets elected, that that will be the most uh, uh, likely thing to happen, uh, that the, there are restrictions that today exist um, that the, um, that the, the president uh, through regulatory bodies, the, he, can, he can change. So that will be one of the first things that can, can change. So banks and fintechs could start offering stablecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, stablecoins to, to, the, to their users. So that is likely the first development that, we'll, that, that we will see. Uh, it, that has a lot of chances to, to, of, of happening. Um, he also wants to change a lot of taxes and reduce taxes. And there are taxes that, that are um, impacting, transacting in, in crypto. We'll see if that, that, the, that changes. Um, so, um, and, and then um, later on, we'll see um, what, what really does it mean to, like he, he wants to destroy the central bank Likely he's not going to be able to, to, to do that. Um, yeah, likely he's going to just like, he's going to close the, uh, the part of the central bank that issues currency, but it's likely that's going to be a regulatory body for payment uh, systems. Like you, you, you need to have like some control of banks and fintechs and have some, some, uh, some ways to, uh, uh, to, to protect the market too. And, and and that is not likely to 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 disappear. Um, maybe change its name, but once that happens, it's also gonna be like 
uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what does it mean to dollarize economy? How the payment systems are going to to work? Is it um, is it crypto going to be um, convert, like accepted like converted into like a, an official payment method that is, that can be um, uh, can be accepted as uh, as equal to be paying with legal tender um, and, and that, that are the developments that we will we'll see if we if they if they happen got it got it how is this affecting your business uh, repo specifically like how, how is this you know how do you see this impacting like your operations your maybe like your marketing the amount of demand that you see i know you guys are doing a lot of stablecoin volume right now do you like how, how are you guys kind of processing all of this like what, what might this mean for for the future of of, uh, of your business in argentina so um over the last few months like we we uh all the devaluation of the currency and the, the inflation, uh, we have had a lot of growth in our volume. And we recently launched our own stablecoin. It's called UXD, um, crypto dollar UXD, and it's uh, really meant for for Latin America and building up a, an ecosystem around it. And we have eighty percent of our volume has been trading of stablecoins over the last over over the last year. Um, some of the things that are, have become like very interesting is that uh, crypto is is um, very deep into the culture now. Um, if you if like and, and crypto is twenty four seven, so um, the in in every one of these um, elections dates, um, which are on Sundays, there is no market like the of traditional market is, is closed on Sundays. So you cannot see what is going to be the impact on the exchange rate to, to dollars. Um, so the reference has has become crypto dollar, and you will see in the um, in TV shows in 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 the um, um, in social media and in all media, you will see on Sunday 6 p.m. people will start to look and and to talk about what is the exchange like uh, what is the rate for crypto dollar um and in and it has become a reference and, and i think like big percent of the population knows about what what it is like what like it's and it has become part of culture and uh an accepted reference for the for for the price of dollar um and and not to have to wait until monday 11 a.m which is when the uh, stock exchange opens to to see how how the financial dollar has uh, has been impacted by the last regulation or the last vote. Um, so until yesterday, for example, uh, on Monday it was a holiday in Argentina, so there was no reference of the exchange rate until Tuesday. So in 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 the on Sunday and Monday, there the value of, of the dollar exchange rate was the crypto dollar exchange rate and it was in all um in, in all in all media as, as a as a reference so that that has become like really really important um other things that we have done is like we have built up features that are that are meant for uh, this like inflationary um um context uh, for example, 
we we have a feature uh, it's, it's enabled for, by default in Argentina, which is auto conversion. Like you you have your own. Um, we issue um, the equivalent to a bank account number per user, and when you transfer to 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 your uh, to your bank to, to to your account, as soon as pesos arrive, we auto convert that into crypto dollars, uh, so that you don't even need to open the application to do that that swap or that that conversion, and that is something that maybe in, in other countries you will will not do. You will want to have the control on. Uh, in which moment you want to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum and, and, and you want to do the action manually. But in a high inflation um, uh, context, like the, the most common thing that you're going to do is like you're going to transfer pesos into the account, open it and convert immediately. So we, we build this feature to save that step to the user. So you just transfer into your account and it gets automatically swapped. Uh, oh, that's super then, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's super. Interesting. So and, it's like, so it's yeah. Because the name of the game is like, you want to get out of the peso into the into into yeah. dollar dollar peg stable coins as fast as possible. So just have an automatic feature as soon as it touches your account, it converts automatically. Converts. That's, that's a, yeah. So so that but well, that is something that you will not do in in Brazil, <laughs> or you will not do in 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 another more stable country. Like it, it will, the the user will will most likely want to have control of the moment that they want to do the conversion and they, um, to another asset. But in an inflationary um, context, you, you, you want to do it immediately. So we, we have built like, uh, these, um, these features. Uh, another one is that you can, we have our own card, like you, we have our, uh, our repo card and then you can um, use the the card uh, associated with the stables and with uh, the crypto dollar, and then every time that you make a payment, then at the moment of the payment, you do the conversion to the to, to pesos. So that way you can be on on, uh, on stables and just uh, just convert on the moment of, of payment. This is this is the card. Um, so you should see it. Um, <laughs> But so, so these are all our features that we built uh, in for ways to, to protect the user, basically. On, oh, amazing. And be able to, um, uh, to be yeah, less exposed to, to inflation and the devaluation of the currency. Well, that's super interesting. And uh, one of these days, I, I need to make a trip down to Argentina to actually see this, some of these things in action. I have, I've, I confess, I haven't actually been there yet, even though I'm living in this part of the world. So uh, I need to go experience some of this, this stuff my, myself here. Well, um, now it's very cheap. So, like the, the <laughs> for the foreign, like the, the exchange rate is very favorable. So, so it's a good time. You, okay, I'll get that trip on the calendar here. <laughs> um, and maybe a final question here, uh, and we'll kind of flip the script on this one a little bit. Um, and I've heard some people arguing, um, you know, I actually have a friend, a, a coworker who's from Argentina, and she doesn't like, she's she's like a Bitcoiner, but she doesn't like Millet because uh, she's like, oh, he's he's he wants to dollarize and the dollarization is sort of like, you know, it's like the worst thing you can do for Bitcoin is to dollarize. And, and anyway, there, there's some people that like, people that are pro-Bitcoin that like aren't really like huge melee fans, I guess. And yeah, in your opinion, I, I, like what, what, what might, what might be, I guess, I guess just, just to finish the question, like what might be a scenario in which 
Millet, Millet, some of these these things that Millet wants to do might be bad for Bitcoin uh, or bad for just freedom in general in the country. Uh, like, what would be? I mean, we're let's let's kind of argue this the other way. Like, how could this maybe not turn out the way that the you know the Michael Saylors and the Balajis on Twitter are are hoping it might? I I think like um, I, I also don't think like dollarizing is a good idea. Uh, well. Uh, it, it, it might be better to, to continue what is happening with the peso. So it, it, it must it, like um, continue with the same uh, monetary policy. Um, it will be worse than dollarizing. So so comparing to what the current look, but what we currently have, it will be better to dollarize than, than continue the same path. But that doesn't mean there are other paths that are better. And and I think like. Um, there is a um, loss of control on on the monetary policy that you would better try to have. Like uh, the the US um, controls their, their monetary policy and their fiscal policy in favor of the US. They are not thinking about the world. It's, it's not their, their mandate. Like when the Fed makes a meeting and they they are choosing to. Uh, increase or, or lower the the um, uh, interest rates and the yield of the of, of the dollar they are not doing it thinking in the world or emerging markets they're doing what is best for the US economy which is their mandate um, and then if you if you merge your make your country uh, use the currency of another country then you're gonna be tie to to the monetary policy of a, of, a, of a different country that could not be like at some point could be beneficial but in some other points will not and it removes uh, control and and um and flexibility of setting your own monetary policy so from from that standpoint i would rather have like something better um and try, trying to think like a, a better currency um at some point i proposed to him um to to make um a new cryptocurrency that we issue in argentina and that is controlled by smart contracts and that he has a monetary policy set in code uh but built for for argentina with its own governance mechanism um but anyway like then um yeah, so, so, so I think that, that there is something we could could do something better than just uh, defaulting to 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 dollars. Um, if that is going to increase or reduce the adoption of crypto, I'm not necessarily um, sure if that that is going to be the case. Um, at some from from a perspective, I I rather have the country doing better than like having more or less adoption of crypto. Um, but and, and this, there is a lot of um, benefits that cryptocurrency have that, that are completely global. They're instant. They, they move at the speed of internet, and and they're completely um, global in access. So, so I think like it is gonna be con like even if there is no inflation um, and the economy is under control, um, the dollar is also not. In the best spot ever, um, they are, they also have huge huge deficits, 
and like it, it 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 has like a similar monetary policy of Argentina but with a big military <laughs> arm the and 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 being the global uh, war reserve currency which lets them do uh, abuse it a lot more than we that, that Argentinians can but that doesn't mean that that can have that will continue to be forever so, so I think like Bitcoin is going to continue to grow and have more adoption and people can make the same questions that they do about the peso uh, to the dollar and, and will continue to have adoption. Um, um, if, uh, if the only thing that, that Millet does for crypto is to protect in the right to own it and buy it and trade it, um, that I think that's way enough. Like the rest will construct value yeah right it's kind of like the um almost paradoxical in the sense like the best thing he can do for bitcoin is is basically nothing right like just <laughs> just like right just let it like, the, or, let it be let, let, let people be have the freedom to use it and that's it that's that's all we need i think like the rest yeah it has to be optional yeah uh, yeah if, the, the if, private if, sector can take you know, the private sector can take care of the rest, let the market decide, let people decide how yeah. they want to store their value, how they want to transact, what units they want, uh, you know, what what unit of account they want their transactions or their savings denominated in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, well, Sebastian, really appreciate your time here today. I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, normally this is a, a Brazil-focused podcast, but, uh, you know, important events down south. So we wanted to... Uh, it will definitely you know, get affect out, get, the entire Latin America. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so any, I'll leave it to you for any final thoughts, anything else you want to mention? Um, and then how can folks get in touch if they want to learn more about you or Repio? Um, they can, I'm, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm, my handle is srano44. And you can find me in every social media with the same handle. And, and Ripio in social media is a Ripio app. And we also offer, like our second country is Brazil. We also offer uh, a lot of services here and a lot of our focus is into growing in, in Brazil. So we can also talk about Brazilian <laughs> Brazilian things. Um, I, I do think like in, in the development of crypto Brazil, um, doesn't have like the context of Argentina but the freedom and like the innovation from the regulators are also pushing adoption. Like you, you see a central bank that is very, um, very educated on crypto and on, on smart contracts and like building like a, a digital uh, real that, that is also compatible with crypto that is unique in the world. So I, th I think our region is poised to, to have a lot of innovation in in, in this industry, um, and, and we it might even supersede in development to other countries like the, even the U.S., which has been extremely aggressive to the industry, uh, and that can be like a um, um, a way for us to advance faster. So, so I'm very bullish. I'm very bullish to the region and crypto. Uh, I think we we have some really good years ahead for us. 
Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. We'll have to have you on again sometime to talk more about what you guys are doing in Brazil specifically. Um, but wanted to take this, this opportunity to get kind of a download from you on the Argentina situation and, and, uh, what's happening there. So really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some of your, your opinions and your, your insights here. My pleasure. Um, so amazing. Yeah, thank so thanks Sebastian. Thank you. Hey, and thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back soon with another episode.